Hello everybody, it's Carlisle at the top of the of the podcast just to have a little chat and say that we're going to talk about a, a lot of songs today. Um, that's kind of the whole point of this episode is we're going to go through a huge list of uh, songs that James Bourne made. Uh, so I'm not going to be putting in uh, clips of the song like we do in the season episodes. That would be too much work. Um, and a lot of them are hard to find, especially in good quality. I wouldn't know where to buy them. Uh, I'd have to steal some of them. So what we're going to do is, if it interests you to hear what we're talking about, there in the show notes is the Google Doc that we reference in the episode that Richard put together with all of the songs that we're going to talk about today. So if you really want to listen to the songs, uh, yeah, you can find a link to a, a, a link to a Google document with links to YouTube for all the ones we could find. So yeah, on with the show. Hello and welcome to a podcast for everyone. This is a podcast hosted by myself, Richard, and my friend, Carlisle. Hello, it's me. I'm Carlisle. And hey, Richard, this episode... Is gonna come out sometime probably in October, which would make sense to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna level that this is this is our Halloween special. Nice. And everything we talk about today, I'm gonna try and 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 come at from a small angle of spooky. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be too much. I can see some hesitation in your face. Yeah, I just I'm I'm scared. Yeah, that's good. 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 You're into it. <laughs> um okay what do you've said that and you didn't do anything particularly spooky with that oh uh, when we get into the songs right yeah why why don't you tell the people what we're doing today yeah today what we're doing is so this is a podcast where we uh uh, we analyze busted lyrics that's right british pop rock band busted um one of the members of which um james bourne had quite a tough time uh, after Buster broke up in 2004 and spent a lot of time with different solo projects or, or different other projects kind of thing. Uh, the, probably his most successful one was a band called Son of Dork, which we are going to be covering in just a few weeks' time um, as, as an entire season. They've released one album and we're going to be doing that as a season. But uh, between Son of Dork and Mick Busted and Busted Re- uh, Reuniting in 2016, um, yeah, there was a lot of other projects from James Bourne, and this yes, is one of these so things much. where I followed it quite closely at the time, and this was something I was able to come to Carlisle with and be like, look at all this other yeah, content yeah, yeah. I can bring you. Um, he sure did. And because I remember so a lot of these... he did. <laughs> I remember <laughs> a lot of these being announced as like his next big thing, you know? Like, like hey guys, I've given up on mm-hmm. XYZ, I'm now doing just focusing on this, and I mean, only one of them really um, seemed to last somewhat, but um, yeah, the projects uh, and this is actually in in order from uh, earliest to most recent. So you've got uh, Future Boy, which ended up having an entire album of songs, uh, or did it? Uh, we'll get to that as we discuss Future Boy. That was 2009 mm-hmm. to 2010. Um, then there was a band called Call Boy, Me. The when suspense I, and- in finding out. Must really be freaking some people out, mustn't it? That was an eerie, eerie <laughs> amount of suspense. Um, 
And so Future Boy is entirely solo as well. Um, it's worth pointing out. Then there was a band called Call Me When I'm 18, which was 2009 to 2011. That was just James Bourne and Ollie Kinski. Then you had the Born Insanity in 2013, who only released one song um, called Mohawk, and that was James Bourne and his brother Chris Bourne. Uh, and then you have 88, um, which was James Bourne and Eric Bazillion, uh, which is the... Um, We've, so we saw his name pop up a few times on the Night Driver episodes. They clearly have a working relationship. That was from 2013 to 2014. And they also released one song just under James Bourne and Eric Brazilian rather than the 88. Or 88 but um, we'll kind of fold that into them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, And then there's also, we've just got a bunch, a handful of random miscellaneous solo James Bourne songs. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the lack of direction there really makes mm. me feel in a place of unease. Yeah. Uh, what do you, which one do you want to start with? Um, well, I mean, it's the opposite order of what I um, put them on the document, but we it would make the most sense to start at Future Boy, I think. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So Future Boy is now it needs to be said. It's called Future Boy. It's not called james bourne and the the album isn't future boy by james bourne it's volume one by future boy Mm. and it is not a solo album now this is this is the point of contention this is a conversation that was actually had the our twitter feed was actually involved in this conversation i think richard's other podcast twitter feed was as well is that Yeah. yeah um I, and I think it started with our friend Rory M. Spence calling him a wanker or something, or point, someone pointing out. Um, no, I th- I think it was him talking about it was James Bourne. I I think that's a separate incident. Rory calling him a wanker. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it happened so many times. <laughs> but um, yes, no. I, I think yeah, now he, he tweeted would... something about being so excited to release solo music for the first time as debut solo album, and I replied being like what about future boy and he replied to that and said future boy was an experiment and then i replied (laughs) with a screenshot of the wikipedia page which says volume one is the debut (laughs) solo album from xbus and son of talk band member james bourne um he did not reply to that He never replies to me, and maybe he'll never reply to you again. Maybe he, well, he, no, he, he actually replied to me since then list. as well. Um, oh, okay. Oh, no, it must have been before then. Why does he know. never reply to me? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, He's too scared of me, my imposing figure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is... Um, yeah, Future Boy is weird. Future <laughs> Boy, so it's 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 a kind of... It's a it's a mostly electronic thing, you know. Yeah. It's a, and I agree with him that it's an experiment, but it is also a solo album because, of course, it is. Um, yeah. This was happening quite recently. He was saying, "Ooh, my first solo album's coming out." Um, we're not going to cover those solo albums. Believe me, we'd have so much to talk about. There's a solo <laughs> album called um, "Safe Journey Home." Mm. We're not covering that today, but uh, who boy. And there's another one coming out soon. It may even be already out. It's it might not. be by the time by by the time this comes out, yeah. it might be uh, called Sugar Beach, yeah. I believe. Um, and you know, I'm not going to make any prejudgments about that. You know, I'm not going to let the 
fear grow inside me you know before i get to hear it for myself but um yeah we're not covering we're not covering safe journey home today but one day we have to because holy god um but yeah yeah, so so the story behind future boy um is that uh in june 2009 um born announced that he'd begun recording his debut solo album um, <laughs> uh, saying that it's not a rock album it's 100 percent electronic um and so, so volume one was released in like side a and side b uh side a was released in uh, may 2010 um it was released via his website didn't have a record label side b was released um uh, started june and uh, one of them is a ballad featuring his girlfriend at the time, uh, Gabriella Arciero. Uh, That's uh, internet um, is the name of that song. And then he announced that Volume Two in February 2011. He announced Volume Two would come out in on 3rd of May 2012, um, and it was going to be released as a Facebook game called Space Traveler. Tra- Travelers. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> And it's now been 10 years since How's this never come up? And the game has never surfaced. Um, he has said... a Facebook game. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I remember, like, like, you know, updates of, like, yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then just silence. And then, uh, so in 2020, last year, he said that the second album is mixed and mastered, ready to go, but he's not releasing it due to a commitment to a solo career. He has joked like yeah maybe he'll release it in a hundred years or something like that so um that's a really good joke oh he said um it may come out in 2030 but i'm focused on myself now not future boy he tweeted um on 12th of (laughs) april 2021 um he said he will release the album on cd at some point it was a digital only release uh but it will depend on when he has the cash and uh future boys website is I, still active as well if you I go could to be <laughs> on board with this commitment to the idea that future boy is this completely separate thing if he made any attempt to like say future boy is actually a character and i know he does hmm. but that doesn't manifest that future boy like you see a picture of him on like, the album cover it just is james bourne yeah but he's got the red hood and the lyrics are the same <laughs> yeah exactly it's the same nonsense as anything there's nothing besides the genre like stylings and yeah. elements of that do come up in other things mm. like night driver um so it, it, it is weird just here and be like listen i'm not i'm leaving that guy in the past <laughs> but um yeah night the uh, yeah, future boy it's for me mm-hmm. so the, the, you, you right. had heard this album before right I'd heard like the first three songs because I'd always like I tried a couple times and the the second song is hysterical, right? Yeah. It's it's what you want. It's got really stupid lyrics. It's called Karate on My Heart, which is already yeah. enough to suggest to most people that it's gonna it's you're in for a good time. Mm. Um and I just the chorus goes, She did karate on my heart, judo on my soul, and then she let me go over and over again. And that's hilarious. um but the whole album it's actually produced quite well like there's Mm. there's very few songs where i think the music is bad there is one i'll mention it later but there but the production on it is good i like the music on it and i think actually where it falls down is the lyrics don't really go far enough like i'm I'm have a lot of fun with karate on my heart because Mm. it's 
born stupid. Mm. But and then there's a song later called uh, "Space Travelers," which yeah, is the last song on the album. Born weird. It's it's <laughs> potentially about being the last human beings after an alien invasion. That's not clear. Um, it might be about pollution. <laughs> it might be telling people to go to a new planet. So, but as you can tell from these lyrics, it's weird, and that's what I want. I want you know weird unknowable concept stuff because that's what i'm saying he keeps making out like it's this grand experiment but he doesn't really do anything with the concept all the lyrics of these songs mm. could be on songs on any other project that's interesting and yeah because because it, it feels like this could be, this should be his place to do like a big because you know he's done like the out there musical he's done loserville musical so it's like he has plenty of worked. busted is weird concept yeah but he's stuff. like definitely so worked like narratively like yeah. long form musically and so it's like yeah you like I, I don't see why he wouldn't yeah make this like a full-on concept album and i i would have enjoyed it much more mm. and like even if it wasn't as much that and it had things that were just much goofier like karate on my heart karate on my heart is by far the goofiest song yeah, and yeah. then space travelers is by far the one that makes you go what the fuck is this and that's entertaining because you're listening going what why why any of this but the rest of it is all it's all pretty plain and and it is held up by pretty decent music and good production fun ideas um i think there was only one time where i was like this is a bit crap and it was um there's a song where they kind of they do a key change it's get up there's a song called get up Oh, yeah. And I understand why they did this. And I wasn't sure about this because the YouTube channel for Future Boy has a playlist of the songs and they're not in the same order as it is on Genius on Wikipedia. So I wasn't sure which one yeah. comes first. I think it's possibly the first song. It is the up. first song. Yeah, yeah. It is the first song. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good indicator that he wanted to try something new. You know, he's got this electronic song. And one of the ways it does this is I was quite enjoying it until the second verse where there's a key change, but it's not communicated well, so it, it just sounds way too busy. Hmm. You know, it, he doesn't try and lean into the key change, doesn't emphasize the point where it switches, and he doesn't change his register that much, so it kind of sounds, for a couple of bars, like he's just singing in the wrong key <laughs> until you click and go, okay, this is actually a new key. Um, Interesting, yeah. I, I, I actually kind of like that solo. song. It's, like, yeah. I like that it's it's a real like depressing James Bourne song. Yeah, like he actually it, it, when his songs are sad, it's like, oh, I'm sad because I'm such a loser. But this is just like I have depression. There's a song later that I really want to talk about because yeah, yeah typically like ninety eight percent of James Bourne songs are the girls were mean to me at high school, and it it gets really boring. But there are a couple in this where he's done like a sadder, more melancholic thing, and much better than I think he's ever really done in Busted. Um, and yeah, Get Up is a fun example of that. I think a lot of the songs on, on Future Boy have some of that air. And like, mm. if you know, Get Up as an opener, at least that key change, you know, it does show with you know all these synths, big synth solo happening in the verse. Um, I guess it, I guess it's more of a synth hook or, or something. You know, it's just a busy riff that's happening. Mm. Um, is at least a good indicator. Of like, this is a new direction. Yeah. But then there's nothing that musically interesting after that. There are there are fun little effects, but there's nothing like structurally interesting. Like you know, key changes or time changes or anything like that that kind of carry on with that promise. Mm. 
which I don't hold particularly against him. Like I said, I think the music is generally good, except for, and I like, I like that song until that key change. Hmm. So it's, yeah, but yeah. I, I wrote down as a note for this. Um, you know, I, I I wrote notes on every song on the album, and I highlighted all of those, and I made a summary note. And that summary notes is three notes in tier and they read like this there is good stuff here a lot of the instrumentation is fun but the lyrics are either plain or stupid or hard to pass i'd be interested in seeing what he would have done in this realm with the help of busted and then i said oh wait that's night driver Mm. and it's real good and night driver is very good you know the the bones here are something that could have been really quite interesting but Mm. i think most of it comes across quite boring yeah um like it's interesting so i i'd heard this album you know like when it came out and hadn't really listened to it since then um karate on my heart had popped into my head you know every three (laughs) or four years since then and i'll pop it on but um it is like so so last night i you know was like i I need to sit down and like properly listen to all these songs make some notes and whatnot and even like forcing myself to sit down and listen i found myself just doing other stuff while future boy was on and it, it is the longest one where it's like this is an entire album you just let play rather than the other one's like this is a song and and so it's like you're having to change the page every few minutes but um yeah it, it's very i found it very backgroundy music and i think that could be that's how yeah. i listened to it more back in the day like it reminded me do you know um the like in browser game happy wheels yes yeah so it, it, like i had a sudden urge to play that and i think that for some <laughs> reason um this album and foster the very People's, violent happy wheels just yeah. so everybody know very gory very bloody <laughs> makes me quite scared carry on mm. Ooh. the um but yeah like they're, they're, this album and foster the people's first album torches uh, for summer i must have just played happy wheels when i was listening to them because they just remind me of it and i didn't yeah. realize that this game did re- that this album did remind me of happy wheels um but it became quite nice um background music to that so i i will admit side b i'm not as well versed on like which song is which <laughs> well I, i'm not well versed on any of them except for karate on my heart because i do occasionally put that on to show people and go listen to this yeah i um, um yeah I, I do i think i would say i generally prefer side one uh, side a to side b of all the things we're going to talk about today this is probably that's the scariest the <laughs> it's it's it terrifies me that space invader song you know what's next um mm. but the space travelers sorry which is much less scary so there's no it was a scary that you got invaders. it wrong I need, yeah, ooh, ooh. So, we're, um, but yeah, compared to everything else on here, I always say, you know, I was, I was mocking it. I, I wasn't mocking it. I was having a go at this for being boring, but I do still like it. You know, yeah, I think so. they're all quite pleasant to listen to. There are other things we're going to talk about today that I think are bad, like bad, bad. Hmm. But this, yeah, this is probably, in terms of a collected volume, this is definitely the best. Well, and it's also the about. most complete as well. Yeah. Yeah um there was as well it's worth mentioning i only just discovered this uh last night and i sent it to you um but there was another future boy song which was released on valentine's day on i think is myspace page as like a a little treat and that's called dangerous mm-hmm. and that didn't make the cut for side one may have been on side b but you know not yeah that sure. song gave me strong share vibes 
Yeah, I this is probably my favorite Future Boy song. It might just be that I've never heard this before, but I couldn't help but have a little boogie to it. It is quite boogie. It's, it's, I, I wrote down it, get, it gets a little clubby after the, yeah. after the little muffled Because the whole, the whole hook is like, a kiss could be dangerous. <laughs> and it's just... Yeah, that, I, th- that, I found the chorus a bit disappointing because it's mostly just the word dangerous. Yeah. But it is fun. But so yeah, it again, fade it's out. like... As we've talked about, fade mm. outs are objectively bad 100% of the time. <laughs> um, because that implies the song goes on forever and that's terrifying. Mm, spooky 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 happy <laughs> halloween all right um <laughs> okay so that's that's kind of future boy um yeah do we want to rank future boy now or should we just rank everything at the end oh let's do it future right. boy is the 69th entry on the list everybody yes yeah we did it we did it <laughs> we can stop the podcast now um all right music like honestly i think if the if the lyrics and the vocals are more engaging i could think of this quite fondly and because of the of the music but i find it hard to get hooked into the music because mm. it's not being communicated to me with you know appropriate lyrics and vocal delivery so i think i can give the music like a a six and a half or a seven yeah yeah i got seven well, let's go. Let's go. Six point five. It's one of those things that, like, especially compared to some of the stuff we're going to be covering today. <laughs> um, uh, lyrics, like, yeah, like you said, they don't go, kind of go far enough. I'm kind of like a five on lyrics. Yeah, five point five. All right, I'll go with you. Five point five. Personal preference again. It doesn't really do anything. So, like, I guess five again for me. Uh, yeah, I go six. Okay, 5.5. So that is an average score of 5.83. So it's tied for it, all the way. Oh, it's tied with all the way. That's Although, interesting. It'll go below all the way because of pitch improvement. Yes, yeah. So that's, um... <laughs> yeah, look at it. I was thinking, wow, I like all the way so much more. But then looking at the uh, the score for five, all the way, all the way is an eight point five for music, seven for personal preference, and a two for lyrics. So that's yeah. what's put it in that spot. It's uh, yeah, pretty bad lyrics. Um, pretty bad, pretty bad, horrible lyrics. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, high point, low not point. Not bad in the way we often have a go at bad, but like bad, like problematic. Yeah. Um, high point, low point. For me, high point is. Uh, Probably, so I, I wrote a, a good and bad so uh, for high point I put karate on my heart most of side one to be honest and the nervous energy of nervous there's a song called nervous which I didn't actually like the mm. song but I like that the drums are like like it makes you sound nervous while you're listening to it and the bad is karate on my heart hoping for disaster I really did like hoping for disaster and the fact that it's just background music, but I like I want to have um, uh, karate on my heart in both because <laughs> yeah. it, it could be the worst song on the album or it could be the best song on the album. I, I no actually clue. quite liked um, "Hoping for Disaster." It reminded me of a band that I love called Crosses. There's a lot of this album reminds me, but Crosses is like this, but if it was like good, good, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like middling good. Um, yeah, if you're a fan of Deftones check out crosses because it's the same singer but doing like mm. fun 80s synthy stuff and it's really cool um 
So, uh, for other bad points, we're gonna write. So you you want hoping for disaster? Yes. And I'm gonna put lyrics don't go far enough. Yeah. That applies to the whole album. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that's Future Boy. Alrighty. So next we had okay. a band called Call Me When I'm 18. Um. Which. Yeah. yeah it was um. It was meant to be the successor to Bastard and Son of Dork. Um. They released four songs, uh, which are Dumbstruck, Break It, Gone, and a previously unreleased Son of Dork song called Go Home Monday. Um, so Son of Dork was supposed to release this um, deluxe edition of their album, and uh, it yeah never really um, came to fruition. For some reason, I think it was like rights and shit like that. Um, but yeah let me have a look at i think because there's like the extra songs on it were we're not alone which we have heard but we'll cover that later on end up like this which we cover today um go home monday which was later covered um move on and colgate smile are like the two that we've never heard colgate smile yeah i think colgate smile was performed live but it's like so you can find really low quality and also what happened to your band actually funnily enough yeah what happened to your band was has been <laughs> done in some way with every one of James Bond's products. I feel like he's just he's done it so many times. Mm. Um, uh, fair enough. It's a very good song. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so yeah, this this is another band again. Like I listened to this back in the day, and um, yeah. So just just going through the songs: Dumbstruck, Go Home Monday, Breaker, and Gone. Um, Gone. Actually, we spoke about. What, last week a couple of weeks ago we spoke about a version of gone but not the mm. um not the call me when i'm 18 version of gone which is an mm. acoustic version of gone the reason we talked about it so if you've listened to our um our, our bonus episode on beautiful mess beautiful mess is a song that is an interpolation of a later version of this song gone um so they got a lot of the same musical backbone but mm. busted completely rewrote the lyrics um to make it a different song um and yeah this version acoustic um i wrote down in my first note says jesus christ (laughs) it's so much worse yeah the electronic demo it is yeah you you kind of yeah i don't know yeah like it's it feels like because it's also quite low quality it feels like it's just they were pl- they might have played it on a live stream or something like that it's yeah and i don't know if it's him singing or it's ollie kinski singing but the singing is really awful in it <laughs> um and i know he can sing i am gonna have a go at his voice several times this episode i'm not gonna be kind to james Bourne this episode i know i'm not normally yeah but i am gonna, it, it is, not, it is funny about, because if, but, if it was there was an episode that james Bourne would think oh i should listen to this one it would be this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to come off well. If we um, like, oh, if we ever got an interview with James Bourne, I would love to ask him the status of all these projects. Like, it's, 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 I'm so curious. Like, do, do these all have... Because the way he talks about, like, yeah, yeah, I've got an entire Future Boy album uh, ready to go. But, like, he must have so many demos and he would, unfinished, like, yeah. He would only ever take an interview with us to enact some kind of revenge mm. you know like some sort of slasher in a slasher movie or something <laughs> so, um 
Yeah, no. Um, for this one, I, I don't know if it's him. It might be Oli Kinski singing because it's never obvious if he's singing in any of the other mm-hmm. um, one of these. But it sounds just fucking awful on this recording. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's not me digging him. I know he can sing it. He's done it several other times. Like I said, there's another version of this song and an interpolation of this song in which he sings on. He sounds great on both of those. Um, on this, it just sounds awful. Like, it was hard to listen to. Um, the lyrics for this are kind of stupid. And I, I, it's stupid in the other version of Gone as well, obviously. It's the same lyrics. But mm. when, you, when you're not enjoying the performance, then it just really puts a cherry <laughs> on it. You know, you're just like, you're just like, God, this is... This is a lot. Um, so those lyrics, uh, or take a ride, 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 is like, oh, you know, if you don't want to love me, take a ride, ride, ride. At one point, yeah. he says, "Your days are numbered." It's a very peppy song. It should yeah. be said, you know, it's it's a it's an upbeat, major key, um, you know, groovy, jivey song, and it, your days are numbered just clashes so hard. <laughs> and all of these so that one clearly wasn't put through any kind of effort you know like yeah. i'm not saying writing I'm, I'm the version of it you can find online it's clearly recorded through a webcam or something yeah, or yeah. into a phone it's just a one take acoustic performance and that's the only version of it of this acoustic version that mm. is associated with call me when i'm 18 that exists um so yeah that one's not going to sound great but the rest of this one this project in particular yeah. called me on 18 all of these songs regardless of how well they're composed sound like garbage they're, they're yeah it's really... like they were up- uploaded to and yeah. re-downloaded yeah like yeah the, the bit rate is is terrible the bit rate's terrible they're, they sound really way too compressed hmm. um and for people who don't know what that means all professional music is compressed to some amount and what that means is it makes the the loudest points and the quietest points closer in in volume and yeah there's there's a reason to do that you know you don't want people makes it makes the turn, file size turn up and turn down it makes the file size smaller but also you know you don't want people turning up and turning yeah, right. down their volume when you have the you know chiller bits of the song and then heavier bits of the song you know you, you need it to be more contiguous you yeah. tend to compress vocals quite a lot because it gives vocals more bite and also humans naturally put a lot of variety in their voice when they sing because if you if you're pushing for higher notes you naturally need to sing louder to hit it more stably than mm. you do when you're going lower you need to sing it more quiet it's harder to hit those notes for power so yeah human beings naturally have a lot of volume variation when they sing so typically vocals tend to get compressed and it sounds like in all of these songs um except for the acoustic gone because you know mm. i don't think that had any processing yeah it's just the master has just been put through like the strongest compression possible yeah. and the problem with that is it means if you have a lot of elements um in the song that they're all fighting to be the same volume <laughs> and you can't hear anything and that is particularly the case in the song dumbstruck mm. um which I com- compositionally I quite like. That one actually reminded me a lot more of Busted than anything else. Yeah, I I really like Dumbstruck. Um, I started playing it and uh, like it, it just took me back. I I I probably would have been happy if um, Call Me When I'm 18 was his you know next big project that became his his full band and he you know released an album like this. Um, 
and yeah i just wrote fuck i did not realize how nostalgic i am for the song like right yeah i i i yeah, didn't realize how much i must have liked dumbstruck back in the day <laughs> well it makes it a real shame then that it's compressed so hard yeah because there is a there's a guitar solo at one point and like i can't hear it because mm. it's fighting with the rest of the mix it's you know it's like it's like a guitar solo made of ghost notes Ooh, ghosts um, <laughs> also the lyrics in the chorus are really bad there's a really big emphatic like what am i talking about that doesn't rhyme with the previous line <laughs> so it just really stands out for being you know like way too vernacular for um yeah for the for the emphasis of putting it, it's, you know, it's being delivered like an emotional line but he's saying like what am i talking about like it it doesn't work yeah um but yeah, compositionally, otherwise, I like that song. So it's a shame I can't get a version of it that I'd want to listen to. Mm. By the way, I'm not going to put in clips for it. There's way too many songs. <laughs> and I'd have to acquire them. A lot of them I can't buy. Um, and the quality's bad. And then it'll get it'll be even worse quality after it gets compressed by my podcasting software. <laughs> so, and then uploaded to a website that compresses it again. Um yeah. Meanwhile, um, so all of those songs had this bad compression yeah. problem. There's a song, though, called Break It, which handled that a lot well because the instrumentation is a lot simpler. So there's a lot less things fighting. So it handles that mm. a lot better. Um, so that one, that one, I think, sounds best in terms of Yeah, quality. it's my least favorite, though. I definitely like it more than Go Home Monday. Interesting. Yeah, but I, I, I was... I, was going to say oh break it was the only one i didn't listen to back in the day but listening sure. to it i did and i must have <laughs> forgotten about it whereas go home monday I, I find quite fun it is fun it's also stupid by the yeah. way one thing i enjoyed about doing this is like finding all the niche websites lyric there's so many more lyric websites than mm. you ever think there were mm. and there's so many niche ones that the you know one person for some reason chose one really niche lyrics i was like to upload this to and then that's the only per that's the only one so um yeah. street directory for break it which sounds really <laughs> funny because it makes break it by call me when i'm 18 seem a lot cooler than it is um, <laughs> go yeah, home like, monday i had to get off the german website song text mania yeah the Good stuff the other thing like finding all these songs and because there's there's a website i used to frequent called busted online and so this was like i would go there for updates and it would be like james has a new song and so i on the way the website doesn't exist anymore but on the way back machine um, you know, which archives websites, I was able to go through and go through like every single post ever made by um, the the girl that um, that that ran it, who I actually yeah. recently got in contact yes. with. Um, funnily enough, and just just sent her a message and just said like, "Hey, are you still into busted? I used to go on your website all the time, and it was like it was one of these things. It was very clearly written by. I think she's maybe like two or three years older than me. So at the time, she you know she would have been yeah. this like." 16 year old girl just with a website about her favorite band um but it was yeah. it was such a great archive of like it had like all their rare b-sides and covers were on there and there's some that i haven't right. even found since they, like they did um swing low sweet chariot but it was like james and matt on like a sports show broke into song um right and i haven't been able to find it again so yeah but it is um it, yeah it, it, it was fun going back through that and finding some i i hadn't heard before and but a lot of the youtube links that she linked to would could just completely dead also it's so fucking hard 
when, like if a song's just called like uh what is it like obvious or um uh like all in gone etc if you're just typing james bond gone it's like it just says like james bond um is is gone and james bond yeah, is in yeah. like uh, jason bond it's I like i have to scroll to like second page of google results to get yeah, lyrics the fact that like he's <laughs> he his name is an amalgamation of the two most famous spies <laughs> uh, does not make it easy to search for yeah um let's talk about go home monday mm. uh so this suffers from the same production issues um but this is this is you know this is james bourne lyrics that you listen to and you go all right we've got to talk about these james bourne lyrics because they it, it's it's really weird so i think this is about wanting to get with a girl but not being able to get her alone and and james only has until monday to get balls deep um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at this party he said there's 10 people went out so he couldn't get in with her so he sat with her dad getting wasted on the porch was was the dad out on this piss up is this a family event and if so are you related to the girl in question because that's an issue um mm. but let's talk about there's a line in the third in the bridge the third verse that goes you don't need sherlock holmes to figure out why gnome won't let us be alone what is the x the, the, the line or is this that's all i could find about it, it sounds like that and it could be a reference to sherlock gnomes was that out of time probably not uh, probably not let me just have a it doesn't sound like anything else I'm so it really doesn't sound like he's the, the he's naming a character gnome and that character is is referenced as being someone who fears the eventual return of James. He's saying this person won't let me be alone with this person until Monday, but he knows when I come back, I'm gonna get balls deep in his girl. Um, and that person may or may not be called Gnome. Uh, maybe it's like Gnome, like someone named Gnome. <laughs> you just said the same thing. What are you saying? No, huh? Noam. Yeah, Noam. Yeah, I used to go like on Noam. Uh, you know, like Noam Chomsky. Chomsky. How, how do you spell that? N O A M. I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a name. Well, that Maybe would be a the, weird the, one. Yeah, it's, it's a weird it thing to just sense. a weird bit of lore to just drop in that the guy's name yeah. is Noam. <laughs> <sighs> Because, like, you think, you know, maybe, like, it's Noel or something, and I've misheard it, but he really does pronounce the M. Yeah, he... He really goes, you don't need Sherlock Holmes to figure out why Noma. Like, it's really enunciated. Like, I can't avoid it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird song. Fun song, though. Fun song. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's all right. You're surrounded it's, by a wall of dudes I couldn't penetrate. It's a line. It sure is. Yeah, but she could. Because <laughs> she's into pigging. <laughs> Spooky. Um, at, the end, <laughs> at the end, he says, I've had enough of Go Home Monday. God, James, you make it too easy to criticize you. you know, <laughs> if I was... If I was a critic out to have a hard time at you, which I often am, I'd be like, I agree, James. You, you silly Billy. Yeah, absolute Wally. 
what an absolute Muppet. Um, but, you know, one of the Halloween Muppets <laughs> where they put vampire fangs on Gonzo. Dora, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you okay. have anything else you want to say about Call Me When I'm 18? Um, nah. Nah, I reckon, I reckon that's, that's that. Alrighty. So... Did we rank Call Me When I'm 18? Mm-hmm. Music six, five, five. Yeah, are we five, factoring six? the compression onto here? Yeah, I don't know, because it that seems rude, but also mm. that is how you experience the music, and this is mm. the only way to find those songs. You know, you can't hear a better version of these songs. Mm. Um, and I doubt that um, at the same time we release this, someone's going to release an uncompressed version uh, like mm, we had mm, with mm. Uh, fucking you can do it uh, my good friend <laughs> yeah he's done it um, yeah yeah I I think I have to you know I'm, even if I try not to it's going to affect my score anyway because mm. my memory of the music is worse than whatever it was actually yeah. written as um, yeah I mean I, I maybe give this like a 6.5 Okay, I'll, I probably like out of five point five, so we'll give it a six. Mm. Um, lyrics, I'm also kind of like a f- five point five. 5. 5. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, personal preference. It seems like you have quite an attachment to these songs, but none yeah, of yeah, I, I, I'd go like a seven. To. Okay, I'd probably be like a four. I don't really like these. Yeah, so, go for it. So I'll get, I think five point five is in the middle there. Um, so that's a total score of 5.667, which is going to put it tied with Britney. <laughs> Interesting. Because we had Dinosaur Man on for that episode and they hated Britney. Um, <laughs> um, but I love it. High point um, for me is Dumbstruck. Low point is um, Break It and The Compression. Okay. Break It. Back compression. Um, I break it was probably my favorite. We're really at odds on these. Mm. We've been pretty, pretty on the same level. Pretty antagonistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, you know, some kind of like spooky. an antagonist. Happy Halloween, everyone! So I'm gonna put break it in my high point. So that's gonna be in both. Um, I definitely agree on, on bad compression. Yeah. Um, my worst part is probably gone though. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, actually fun. hard to listen to. <laughs> um, gone acoustic. All right. What's uh, what's next? Old next Richard, up we old have a, a very short-lived project called The Born Insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very hard to search for. But this was uh, James Bourne and his brother Chris Bourne. Um, now, yeah, I'm not sure when this actually. Uh, it was came out in 2013 whether or not it was before or after 88 because it was around the same time but um, yeah they only released one song uh, called Mohawk uh, which uh, fun fact was written entirely by Chris really? yeah that's very interesting because it has all of the trappings mm. of James Bourne pity lyrics <laughs> well I mean like when you're the least famous Bourne brother like of course yeah. it's going to be even worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, living in James's shadow, yeah. and all of James's songs are about oh, nobody likes me. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, it starts in third person, but by the first chorus, they do away with the pretense and just admit that it's a self-insert song. Um, yeah, and also it's very mellow, this song. So, mm. And as it's the only song that ever came out by the Born Insanity, that's a bad name. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a frenetic name. That's, yeah. a, that's a punk name. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, the song called Mohawk. This is, the, the band is the Born Insanity, and the song is called Mohawk. And the song itself, very chill, very mellow. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it though? Like, I, I wrote down in my in my notes, fun riff, inoffensive, but I cannot remember how it goes. Which I, I yeah, guess it wasn't yeah, nothing I, special. I was mostly annoyed by by the lyrics so I, I didn't write down anything about the music and i also can't remember how it goes except for that it was mellow so yeah mm. n- nothing special i agree do we rank this that's it's one song mm. and it's we don't remember like it is it worth it <laughs> all right i guess we can rank the born insanity then <laughs> okay we'll rank the band and not the one song they did yeah yeah uh music six it was six, fine yeah. i remember it being I wrote fine down that it has a fun riff um lyrics six it's the same boring trappings yeah, of lyrics but Let's they are actually six, bad six. themselves <laughs> uh but I, I don't think i can give it a six on personal preference what are you giving it's probably it for like, it's probably a 5.5 for me oh, i'll go 6.5 okay <laughs> <laughs> oh i bet you really feel that way um, well, now, no, now we've got 666 the spookiest yeah. number Carlisle it is the spookiest number I'm scared except for I'm going to put 6 on average so now it reads 6666 that's even worse oh my god that's like a thousand devils <laughs> uh, okay uh, high point I don't remember the song I can't list the high point alone yeah I wrote, I wrote that it has a fun riff um fun riff probably there you go potential fun riff very i'm gonna put down a low point big let down from what the name promises <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that puts it just below the album mcbusted and above thinking of you yeah fine um, how does thinking of you go <laughs> i keep thinking of you 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 you, you. i keep thinking uh, of yeah, I definitely like that song more, but that's probably just because I'm more attached to it. Yeah, but that is actually a great segue because Thinking of You was co-written by a guy called Eric Bazilian, um, who is a member of the band The Hooters, the 80s band The Hooters. Um, and uh, yeah, Wow, wrote... he's in a band called The Hooters and a band called the 80s band The Hooters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and <laughs> 88. Um, which was so 88 was a project with him and james bourne but yeah he then so this was 2013 to 2014 this was announced by james tweeting like i've actually released uh music on in itunes and no one's found it and then it was discovered to be um this band a collaboration with eric bazillion they released one song just under the name james bourne and eric bazillion um, but yeah, I he wrote a few songs on Night Driver co-wrote. He's co-written a lot of songs. His most famous um, songwriting credit is that he wrote One of Us by Joan Armstrong, which is What If God Was One of Us. Oh! Yeah. I sampled that for one of my songs. I've, oh, I've ripped well, off you'd be a bloody credit Eric Bazilian. I didn't Bazillion. even know it. <laughs> Eric, please don't sue me. 
Um, but yeah, I listened to I, uh, that song. His fun, two fun 80s bands. Story um, my song. I'm just gonna. De- I'm just gonna talk about myself for a moment, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that song because it, the rights if you use a sample different from the rest if you want to cover someone you can get that handled by the distributor you know you might pay like a 10 pound licensing fee and then they'll just deal with it and you know they'll probably get like 90 percent of your profits but you don't need to worry about it but sampling is a lot trickier and generally what you need to do is agree with the publisher hey can i do this if i can how much do you want you know which i wasn't gonna do i'm a small independent artist but i wanted to use the sample it was important to me that I did. So I just filed it as a cover, even though my song is, it sounds absolutely nothing like that song. It just wow. uses that line from the song. And then that song is by far my most popular song on Spotify, um, wow. which meant I was like, oh, I might get away with this. But then I just keep seeing that it's doing well. And I'm like, ah, they're going to find me out. They're going to find me out and they're going to sue me. Wow. I'm, and it my, makes I me scared. It ma- day, it's then. scary. I was on your Spotify the other day, and you know, oh, actually, cool. I was Thanks, gonna, bro. I was gonna come to you and say because last year, speaking of spooky things, last year you released a spooky cover of "I, I Was Made for Loving You" by Kiss, and I requested, nay, demanded that you <laughs> um, do like spooky covers of love songs every year until you have an album. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do that? Uh, I haven't really been thinking. I'd I'd like to, sure. I'm really busy these days. But um, if anybody has a good idea for a song, I was trying to think of another song, but and I couldn't think of one because that the things with that song, it's a good one. I was made for loving you by Kiss because if you just frame it differently, it sounds fucked. Yeah. Um, well, maybe there are you definitely do like, other love songs like that. But yeah, yeah, like um, every breath you take and stuff. Like you should do yeah, those. But that's a hard one to make like metally. You know that one. Right, yeah. <laughs> But what I about I um, Always by Bon Jovi? Maybe. That's another song that's about a stalker. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite attached to, to the police idea. I am. Because that song is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but pro- I can't be the first person to have done that. I'll, I'll look oh, yeah, it. but I'm, I look forward to hearing it um, this Thanks, spooky bro. season. So, <laughs> 88. Um, well, let's talk about this. So I, I think it, from what I can kind of gather, they released this song called Happy Birthday Together and then must have, you know, continued on with another project. So we'll talk about uh, Happy Birthday, which is by James Bourne and Eric Bazilian. <sighs> came out in 2013. Um, and this one has a music video. Um, it has two music yeah, videos, sure actually. I found another one. It has a James version. Yeah, um, I thought it's so good. Let's release it twice. This music video <laughs> Happy Birthday. Happy uh, birthday's really shit, Richard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, Why do I, they? Who's it for? Uh, do you know what? I, like, I actually, I legit wrote that in my. <laughs> I, I wrote. It's, I said it's, it's nice, it's, but oh, it's nothing special. Kind of not sure why you would make it. It doesn't have any purpose. Like it's, it's a, It opens on like a. It's sounding like a lullaby, and then they just sing the same four lines, wishing yourself a happy birthday over and over it's a different person singing it every time so there's a little bit of something there but they just do that over and over again which and it's not that engaging it's a less engaging birthday song than happy birthday yeah so i don't care for it at all yeah i yeah i feel that it's it's just a it's a weird song like i I don't know how this would be like the two of them would be writing together 
and be like, damn, we should we make should something. Do this. Yeah, no? Yeah. There's a real hole in the... People need a birthday song. There isn't one. Yeah. And it's just... It, can, it, it's there's, very there's like... untapped market here, Eric. Yeah. And when it started, I thought, ooh, it could be... It could be a song... Because it, it, they start, you know, ooh, like, happy birthday to... It's happy birthday to me. So I thought it might have been like a sad song where it's like, I'm the only person yeah, wishing me happy birthday. Yeah. Which has probably been done a couple of times. And it wouldn't have been enormously interesting but it would have been you know interesting a bit and much more interesting than this which is just a, a happy birthday it's just happy birthday but to me mm. and more repetitive yeah like you could you could easily just say to you and then it's you know, then it is happy birthday it's just yeah, a happy right. birthday song yeah uh, yeah really strange don't know why they did it yeah don't care for it um but then then yeah i guess they went on to form the band 88 uh which had four songs two two of which were singles but i don't think that means anything special they were just by themselves mm. on itunes um so you got angels walk beside you miss the girl obvious and parallelogram and this 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 project this departs yeah. a lot from what they did together as happy birthday yeah or in it, or in all the songs that Eric Brazilian co-wrote with him, which are all quite synthy, you know, a lot of them ended up on on Night Driver. Yeah. But yeah, this is all very bluesy. You know, there's one of them it's that like sounds country. quite a lot like an like an Eric Eric Clapton song. Mm. Um, well, that's just classic yeah, and, Eric Brazilian, baby. And they aren't bad compositionally, but mm. a lot and, of harmonica. Again, a lot of harmonica, and I don't like that and that's not me ragging on the harmonica as an instrument as an art form i respect it i don't think it's used well here it's always produced really loud in mm. these songs and they like really sit on wrong notes for a while and that and that's you know i'm saying that there is no such real thing as a wrong note you know depending on how you use it in in bluesier stuff in jazzier stuff but they don't use it properly you know they sit on it for too long and they kind of use it almost randomly to the point where it sounds it doesn't sound like an interesting take it sounds like mistakes to me mm. the harmonica solo that is in um angels walk beside you um uh, and also in miss the girl um yeah i i did not enjoy the ata and i feel bad for that because it's all kind of just there are good ideas here yeah, and, I, and i like the idea of doing something different like discovering that yeah. uh, James Bond's musical out there is actually like country, um, but we we've saved that for another time. Um, but yeah, it is funny. So I listened to the this the, this was like at the top of the Google Doc that I made, um, and so Angel Walk Beside You said yeah, it feels I said it feels unfinished despite being polished. Um, yeah, that it's, yeah, it's well that. produced, but it feels like it needs a couple of like rewrites and remixes. Yeah, the, the production is mostly there. Hmm. There are a couple of things that stand out. Like yeah, like, it doesn't like sound like a present, demo necessarily. No. But yeah, it, it's, it sounds ready for store, basically. Miss yeah. um, um, the Girl, I wrote that it's just... A, here, go, here comes the harmonica again. It's just boring. For Obvious, which was the third song, I wrote, oh, God, I should have done this so much earlier. <laughs> like, realizing <laughs> I have so much to get through. Because I just yeah. did this last night. Oh, but, God. Um, like, the day that I started listening to all this, I didn't like you. You've given me just this document of garbage. <laughs> like you'll remember, I sent you a note. I sent you a message saying, "Boy, the eighty-eight shorties suck, huh?" Um, and 
Yeah, yeah and I, so I feel this is a like, like we've it. talked about before when I sent you the three B-sides and then you didn't speak to me for two weeks <laughs> that I thought you were mad at me. It happened again and the and this time you were. <laughs> I wasn't actually mad at you. It probably felt a lot more like I was mad because this is the first time we've recorded in like two weeks. Yeah, we've barely spoken. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't been apart from each other for so long. <laughs> Maybe someone took over my body in a body snatches scenario ooh spooky um yeah despite the fact that the song is called obvious i didn't come away from it being sure what it was about yeah so yeah I, kind of I just actually, a vague love song this is probably my favorite to be honest um oh, i strongly disagree with that but carry on interesting. Well, I, I don't know yeah i i'm not sure why like um i could see this being played live like i can imagine this is how like I, I i've heard songs before especially like you know just like we're written by my mates and it's like i can tell that this is the song you want to open your concerts with like i can tell i can tell that when you play those first few notes that yeah. you can hear in your head the screaming of people realizing oh my god he's playing that song um right and i think obvious kind of has that vibe and i think it's like that because it's it's so stripped back However, I will also point out, since I, yeah, I said look, this is how I think that they would start or end all of their concerts. But two minutes in, I realized I only had one headphone in, and there was like guitar playing in the <laughs> right um, only, and I and so I missed all that. I didn't re-listen to the song because yeah, I cool. thought it was better like that. But yeah, just this like incredibly stripped black, almost vocals only. Yeah, and and builds, and I, it's like yeah, I could imagine going to like being like, oh, James Bond's um, band is playing you know, down the road from me going and being like, that was a good start. Yeah. it's So for me, the obvious standout is a song called Parallelogram. Because mm. that's the only one I, I... I don't like any of these except for that one. And I don't really like that one, but I found it most palatable. Yeah, I, I, I wrote for this one that I couldn't make my mind up about it. Uh, I said, I don't hate it, but I think I hate it coming from James. It's right, like, yes, like I, I could, I could see this just comfortably being played on the radio below the bible belt in the u.s because this is it's this is going to come across as an attack on james's talent and it's not um i do do plenty of that but i'm not doing it now <laughs> um these these songs are a bad fit the worst thing about these songs is james he does not have a voice built for blues it sounds inauthentic he can't do the gruff at a low Mm. Um, which is kind of what's required of him. He has a very high-pitched, very, you know, t absolutely tailor-made for, for very pop poppy punk. Mm. Punk on the poppy aside. And it, it does not work with this at all. And that's not a fault of his. Every singer is going to have voices that suit certain styles and don't suit other ones. And I want to talk about a time where he actually really surprised me, we're going to get to later, that he could do things mm. with his voice that I didn't know he could do. But this he can't do. It doesn't sound good. And that's, you know, it's. I guess it's on him for doing it and listening to it and being like, yeah, this is fine, but it, it doesn't <laughs> work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, parallelogram, opening riff, very Eric Clapton, very interesting. Um, it's fun to listen to. You know, it's about a person leading double lives, you know, having two families and kind of mm. living. A separate life so you know there's a good story to it there's a good guitar solo mm. in it i do think the, the guitar lyrics, solo was a little bit out of place though i i can't say i had that complaint but mm. uh, i just wrote down good solo i i, I like the lyrics cool solo. 
yeah i like the lyrics there are a couple you know dumb james bond lyrics um for example well two really uh because after all these years you're still hardcore um just the word of the use hardcore in this in this blues (laughs) yeah like in that song it's fine but in this you know it's like a bluesy claptony retrospective song about a man living two lines you know it's folksy and interesting then you throw the word hardcore and it sounds very weird and out of place (laughs) and also these two lines which i'm not going to have to explain the issue with could think he found the perfect girl but the thought of eternity still makes him hurl I don't need to explain the issue. We all know what the issue is. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 88. I like, yeah, I, I can't fault him trying, you know, but it's that thing, like you said, of, yeah, he's, um, the, the fact that you listen to this and be like, yeah, this is good. But mm. then I guess, like, you know, he didn't advertise this. Yeah. And also he's kind of blind as well, you know, he's going to listen to himself. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm, anyone sensible knows that there are things that don't work for you. And yeah. this is one for James. And that's not yeah. his fault, but it is true. Mm. All right, so that's the, that's 88. 88. But All right. Maybe one day will be the 88th ranked thing. <laughs> um music for me like i think the music's all right hmm. i'd give um, this an 88 an 88 for music 88 out of everything yeah 88 out of everything cool, yeah, cool. should we say it's 88 for everything but then it's retired at 88 like buttholes is retired <laughs> at 19. so 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 it just goes in order of rank what we're ranking music lyrics personal preference and average it just reads 88 88 88 88 88 88 yeah and then the high points i'm gonna put 87 and 89 for low point (laughs) all right so this needs to be so that's that done (laughs) (laughs) we need to add 88 retired 88 yeah (laughs) yeah like we'll just chuck that wherever but um well should we should we give it a legitimate average and then but just we put whatever the number next to it is it's always 88 so even if it's like 12 in 12th position it's 88 okay sure (laughs) um my music score would probably be about six yeah and that I I think probably they are doing. I'm, I I can't judge blues that well. It's never been something that I connected right, yeah, that much yeah. with. So maybe this is very good blues, but I I can't this fault it. But I also blues. James yeah, actually has the I best blues voice of all time. It's in that sixth sweet spot where I can't really fault it, but I also don't care. Yeah. So it's a six. Sweet sixes, yeah, and then lyrics. Um. Lyrics probably put like I, said, I like the ones for parallelogram except for the two stupid bits. Mm. Um, obvious, like I said, I couldn't figure out what it was about. Miss the girl. I didn't write anything about the lyrics. So I can't <laughs> remember. And I remember angels walking walk beside you. I've written lyrics are kind of like a mashup of "You're Beautiful" and "Angels" by Robbie Williams, and mm. it's worse both than songs. both of those. Both mm. good songs. Um, they kind of commit to their concept well um but this kind of feels like a 
a midpoint lacking the passion of either so yeah worse than the average of those you know sorry i didn't love the lyrics of that can't remember the lyrics of the miss the girl didn't like the lyrics of obvious do like the lyrics of parallelogram so i'll probably go for like a four or four and a half uh yeah i got five so four four and a half then i guess a a personal preference uh, four yeah i agree i think so what's that four so two fours and a six i think so so 14 14 divided by three yeah, I'm keeping that in. Fuck, I'm going to look like such an idiot. It's it's scary how bad at math you are. <laughs> uh, 4.66. Oh, it's tied with riding on my bike. Tied with riding on my bike. Do we, Do I put 4.66 on I think so, just, just so that just... like when we... We it, we don't have to uh, like take it out and then put yeah. it back in every time we do... <laughs> We sort the ranking. Uh, cool. All right. All right. So I, I guess a high. Well, for me, all right. All right. The high points are eighty-seven and eighty-nine. Yeah. So that's fine. Um. Oh, right. right. Should, we t- should we talk about some other stuff? All right. What? What? Uh, what's next? Okay. So now there's just like a bunch of miscellaneous James Bourne songs. Yeah. There's a lot. A few of them are like this. Um. He clearly performed a show that someone filmed all of and uploaded to youtube like 13 years ago um so yeah. thank you to whoever did that um but yeah this is just d- not really in any particular order just like kind of the the random james Bourne songs i was able to find so uh mm-hmm. one of which though is one of a kind which you will recognize from night driver which was a- allegedly for a solo ep like a lot of this is like secondhand information um people talking in the comments and that busted online website where she would say, oh, it's for this. And I kind of trust her source. Like, you know, she would have all these interviews and tweets and stuff, but just none of it's archived. So, yeah, yeah like a, a lot of this is like what she said at the time, um, but it's now impossible to verify. So this was allegedly for a solo EP um, and then ended up on Night Driver. Yeah. I, and- I was surprised as to how identical this is. <laughs> like- yeah, it, it is almost exactly the same the only salient difference being that james bourne sings the chorus instead of charlie simpson yeah um and therefore it is worse <laughs> but not by my and that, again that's that's not again that's not even me digging at james's talent it's just that bit suits charlie better than james you know i think he still fits on the verse just as well yeah. um it's it's just a slightly worse version of that song so there's yeah. not really much to say about it yeah and the next. lyrics are the same mm. yeah and do, do, so do we want to rank um these songs or is it worth it or are we ranking miscellaneous if we, if james bourne ranking if james we consider them person? remarkably good or bad enough we can do individual songs. Yeah. i think there's not much point in doing this one yes yeah, because um, we've done it already basically <laughs> it's the same song yeah it's one of a kind so for everybody's reference one of a kind ended up in 47th place with a overall score of 6.25 just add the low um, po- add a low point to there's just james's version <laughs> <laughs> um so next is a song called Twenty Eight Thousand friends uh which uh is was performed by james at that random concert like solo yeah. acoustic solo concert i mentioned um that concert 
is such an interesting thing to think about. God, to have been there. <laughs> but so it's it's 2007. Hmm. It's in a uh, establishment in New York um, called... Oh, I did write it down, sorry. The Living Room. Yeah. Um, the person who's... Based on the size of the stage and the person who's filming... Hmm. The person who's filming seems to be seated. So I reckon there's between 30 or to 50 people seeing this. The same guy in his band three years prior sold out Wembley. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 28,000 friends. So yeah, this, you, this, this um, was gifted to a guy called Owen Quigg. Um, so who yes. performed... Uh, year 3000 on X Factor and then he uh, you know like the coming off, off the back of X Factor released his debut and only solo song his only single uh, which is 28,000 Friends originally performed by James Bourne written by James Bourne and gifted to him yes um, that guy <laughs> I had never heard of him before seeing you wrote a note on the on the Google yeah. Doc saying that this song was gifted to him so yeah I checked out some stuff that album it's really so he's a clearly a very young guy mm. when it came out uh northern irish guy uh it's mostly covers including a cover of does your mother know by abba which is really fucking weird to see like a, such a young guy performing because that song is all about like hey please stop coming on to me i'm above the age of consent and you clearly aren't that's, that's <laughs> what that song's about it's really weird seeing him perform it um his version of this song is I guess more interesting to listen to because it's got, you know, full production value and a band, whereas the only version of James Bourne mm. doing this is this acoustic concert. Um, yeah, so the... Yeah, did you listen to his version? Oh, and quick. I listened yeah. to both of these versions, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I kind of like this one. I don't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's James continuing his boring, you know, r slash phones are bad. Mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like, I, I think find so. I, I, I hate, I hate the lyrics and the fact that it's like right. you and your twenty eight thousand friends. But I don't, like it's this is just very pure pop punk. I think it, it's very like five sure. seconds of summer. Yeah. Um, not that I like it's, five seconds of summer, but I was like, this is li- listening to Owen Quigg's one. I was like, this I is a can. fairly competent song. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a boring like. Oh yeah, phones are bad. It's 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 real boomer. Yeah. So. yeah. He can be weird, really weirdly boomer sometimes. Yeah, and like the whole the whole thing YouTube about has your on. snow white skin ever seen the sun? Yeah. I was like... Mm. He's like, oh, you've got 28,000 friends, but no real ones. You know, it kind of parrots that yeah. back in um, yeah, yeah. Ni- 90s. You know, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the first 90s. busted song released from um, Halfway There, yeah. the fourth album. Um, yeah, the, the one of the first lines in that is, you know, he's he's revering the 90s and saying friends um you couldn't that you couldn't that find you it online yeah could, couldn't find them all online yeah you had to you had to re- have real friends because online friendships aren't real uh, you know, so he lists youtube this is an online he, friendship i know that's it's most of my friendships are i have no one in real life <laughs> um because i scare them too much <laughs> Yeah. People can't. I just realized people listening can't see me just deadpan look at the camera after saying that. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> the twenty eight thousand friends. 
is supposed to be a figure that stems from all of your friends online and he lists youtube as one of the places you don't have friends on youtube like it just seems really disconnected um i I didn't really remember the lyrics because the uh, so I didn't really remember the music because the lyrics annoyed me so much. So I yeah, I, like, I, look, I can't defend it, but I was, sure. I, and I'm ashamed at how I wrote. Ah, fuck! I kind of like this one. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. I promise, people, I am gonna like one of these. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll have a positive review of at least one song today <laughs> out of the like six. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so do we want to rank 28,000 friends? Or? Uh, I yeah, don't remember probably heard it live, music. I think, no. Um, yeah. So uh, next is What Happened to Your Band, which uh, a yes. song we've heard Probably times. the earliest public performance of this. Or well, certainly the earliest is, yeah. documented public performance of yeah. this. Um, oh, I, I believe they performed it with, he performed it with Son of Dork, which predates um, this. Right. Um. um yeah interesting stuff uh for people who aren't in the know uh what happened to your band is a very interesting song about how people interact with james after busted broke up and he's performed it like richard just said with son of dork um but there is a studio version of it on the muck busted album and then another studio version of it on the fourth busted album halfway there so and we're talking about an acoustic performance of it now so there are versions of plenty of this song mm, yeah so to. like you they can, don't differ by much yeah you can see this be performed by james bourne son of dog mcbusted and busted yeah um although one really interesting change here is um like the opening lines is tonight i feel like i don't just want to let that it is go um whereas here yeah, well, no, here it's don't, and in every other version it's, I feel like I just want to let it go, or the other way around. Yeah. It's different in this one. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, w- one thing I noticed is a difference is, um, in the two studio versions, at least, you can divide each verse into, into two halves, and the first half is sung in a, in a lower register, and then the second half is given a lot more emphasis and sung in the higher register, um that might have always been the intention but in this he keeps the the whole verse except for one line at that lower register mm-hmm. um which might just be because that suits an acoustic performance yeah better the, the other thing is the other change i noticed is that um in the like last chorus it's like um the where'd you go adds a baby yeah <laughs> yeah there's also there's a more melodic midsection hmm that isn't on either of the versions, but it's kind of hard to make out that much of it because it's James playing on a solo instrument at a yeah. live show. And, and, and like, uh, this is definitely a worse version, but I think that just comes from the song not, tra- not translating super well to acoustic. Um, yeah, and also it would have grown the, and evolved since then because this song is yeah. years in the making by the time we get studio mm-hmm. versions of it. And like the distorted guitar riff is the best part of this song. <laughs> yes. Um, one big change I want to talk about, I've talked about this before, um, the Mook Busted version is fucking incredible. It's such a good song. Um, and one of the things that I love about it is, um, you know, the chorus opens with the lines, what happened to your band? What are your future plans? I'm like your biggest fan. And it's kind of, you know, supposed to represent people, you know, badgering him his, with yeah. these questions he doesn't want to answer. Uh, he's tired of answering. Um, 
And one thing that Muck Busted do that Busted don't do is they deliver that line, I'm like your biggest fan, in a very kind of aggressive way. It's not got a lot of tonal quality. It doesn't sound so much like they're singing it as much as they're saying it aggressively. They go like, I'm like your biggest fan. Um, but Busted sing it more. And here, James chooses to sing it more. Mm. Um, I think that is a worse decision. Nice. But it, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it's it kind of makes you think, you know, how does James view his canonical version? Because mm. you know, maybe all of this happened and no one really noticed that they were doing it. But, you know, he <laughs> he initially has it with this kind of sing-song version. Then McBusted have a spin on it and it's kind of got this other quality to it that I think, you know, suits the lyrics and the story of it so much better. And I just find much more sonically interesting as well. And then when take mcfly out of the equation and they make a busted version they kind of go back to the singing so that kind of to me i kind of theorized that maybe james has this canonical version in his head where that line is melodic yeah that's really interesting Or maybe i'm just thinking too much about it because i love this song so I think <laughs> yeah and that's the thing you're able to to to, to um, look a lot more into changes and, and whatnot um mm. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's like yeah, it's it's an acoustic performance. It's interesting that we've it's it's cool to have a documented version that exists. Um, yeah, but you know, it's nothing. It's just an acoustic version of a song we've heard a few times. Yeah. Um, next and compositionally, up, it's a very good song. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. covered that already. Yeah. Except for the bit how it, like they run out of lyrics and say "What happened to your band?" three times in a row, but it's not. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. they they end a chorus with "What happened to your band?" Realize that they enter the chorus uh, the verse sorry um a verse aligned too early repeat what happened to your band and then the first line of the chorus, start is, the chorus what happened to your band <laughs> um yeah yeah so should we talk about all in yes uh, this, is, this is the one that you in, that you like right i yeah the first note i wrote for all in was holy god um this is so annoying. I hated listening to this. Yeah, I don't. How did you feel that way? Uh, I feel like yeah, maybe I'd yeah, be yeah. It's, it's a it's a weird fucking song. Um, I did. Uh, so this this one ended up uh, being a better than Ezra song, which was real yeah. hard to find. Weirdly, but I managed to find it. Um, yeah, it's like I had a listen as well. It's just like on one of their albums, but when I first put this document together, I couldn't tell whether it actually became a better than Ezra song because if you just search like all in better than Ezra, it like didn't show up. Okay. But yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, it's, it's, it's just a more polished version, but um, it, it yeah, is a, it's, surprisingly a one-to-one um, thing. Yeah. Compositionally one-to-one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's got the, it's got the added benefits of a lot of that is sung in chorus. You know, it's got a lot of people singing this very repetitive and drony to me um mm. over it just goes all in all in you got me all in over and over again and i found yeah. it very annoying but it was a lot more palatable with a lot of voices kind of making it feel like a communal thing versus yeah. james being very shrill in this thing and just <laughs> doing it over and over again i really hated it um i think the song's about fucking i don't know uh yeah um yeah it's it's like is it about catching like your boyfriend be or like a girl catching her boyfriend making out with another guy maybe i couldn't listen to it for (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of it's it's, it is about fucking very much yeah Uh, yeah weird weird song 
weird song wasn't a fan um right so that's um that's kind of the ones that were only at that concert it is worth mentioning um though there was also a version of beautiful girls are the loneliest um but we, but we don't need to talk about it did not revisit that song um yeah because <laughs> there's actually there's a few Ooh-wee. versions of um of that there's one that's there like are, just yeah. him playing it like in his bedroom or something um but in there's a, one that's like really awful but then there's another one that's like really shit <laughs> uh but in a similar kind of vibe to that um just bedroom performance there's um a song called that i only just discovered at the, uh, the 11th hour called always be friends which he played on a live stream um or something like that and said it's about matt uh matt willis from busted um and i'm also just like i was trying to find a set list for that concert at the living room and i found um must have been when he was touring future boy um in 2012 um he played the song live a few times he also played a song called sweetest problems which i haven't been able to find right like any recordings of or like where it was from or what um but he did like quite a few bu- uh, mcfly covers quite a few busted covers yeah um and yeah so um yeah what did you think of always be friends i thought the chords were fun you know they're quite fun and bluesy lots of seven chords um to you know add a you know fun dissonance you know interesting stuff but also mm. Yeah, used a lot in kind of like um, you know dainty kind of ukulele music to make it sound very happy, but not boring. Happy, yeah, where you it, just you know plain reminiscent of plain um, major keys. Everyone is my friend from um, from Safe Journey Home, but yeah, like I actually kind much of think, like that. The lyrics yeah. are tripe. Well, <laughs> I, like I, it's it's a nice song. I thought to like write about your friend, and like I actually kind of thought, even though it's not no, you know nowhere near his best song lyrically or anything i actually think that this kind of speaks to his talent as a songwriter if it like if it is what it appears to be that just like hey i was at home today and i thought about i was thinking about my friend matt and i just wrote this little song and Mm. just like just being able to throw a a, like a nice song together like that it's like oh yeah Yeah. like this is a guy whose talent is songwriting right yeah sure um and then, yeah, I don't know what, how Matt responded to it. I, it would probably make me kind of uncomfortable just the way that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bit much. <laughs> um, but it's it sounds fine. Mm. All right, Sorry so for such a downer, you know. Yeah. I'm we've just got... so scared. Mm. So we've only got four songs left, <sighs> um, and we're still waiting on that one that carlisle liked that he teased at the start one of them is gone um which is just a better version of gone so i'm hoping it's not that (laughs) you're not just like okay good so then with that narrow i I do like but we let's talk about that one but we you know we've kind of talked it to death if you've heard this one not to the level that um not to the level that one of a kind is literally the same song just james is singing charlie's parts this one there are more differences but musically it's Mm. pretty fucking close yeah um but yeah it's lyrically and also the delivery of the lyrics it's you know uh, when we talked about beautiful mess richard mentioned that he likes the the rhythmic delivery of the lyrics in the verses is quite mm. fast quite high turnover um, which adds a lot of emphasis to when it slows down in in yeah. the busted version in beautiful mess uh that's 
missing here so the verses are inherently less interesting to listen to mm. the lyrics are obviously worse like you yeah. know, we talked about it, the chorus goes just take a ride 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 instead of the really kind of interesting melancholic but upbeat lyrics that beautiful mess has mm. but yeah musically it's almost the same it's got that synth voicings are slightly different but the chords and the structure are the same the little riffs are generally the same and beautiful mess is a good song so this is a good song as mm. well like it's yeah. it's fun enough to listen to yeah um okay so uh only a few songs left uh one is called end up like this um mm. and this one's interesting because this is another like fact i read back in the day but now i'm unable to verify but apparently um so on a on a present forever on busted second album there's like in the latter part of the album they each do like a solo song so uh charlie does why which is one of my all-time favorite busted songs um or definitely pre um uh, reunion but the um matt does a song called better than this and james has a song called can't break through that's through t-r-h t-h-i-u sorry um like drive through um and And can't break through is second worst on our (laughs) list of all busted songs and it's the lowest ranked busted song the only song below it being a muck busted song yeah and uh, although i I do i i I wasn't permanent co-host at the time but i i don't mind can't break through um it's not as offensive i i I loved listening to you guys (laughs) rip into it but um (laughs) it it is yeah i've never hated it you know um but yeah so this was allegedly it was like these two songs were made and this was originally like actually technically a busted demo um but he went with can't break through and then it's on the track list for son of dorks welcome to loserville cancelled deluxe edition um but this is this is clearly just james singing so i think it comes from that busted era um what did you think of the song i like this song a lot is this the song this is this is the song this song is so much better than can't break through like that is um a really if that is true that it was between this and can't break through what the fuck (laughs) can't break through is bad and this i really like this one and this is the one that i you know i'm probably bigging up how much i liked it because you know i i really didn't like (laughs) this is quite close to the end of the list of like 60 i was like I was like, oh, this is good. I was like, oh, the oasis in this desert, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, You're a big oasis, yeah, it's man. Got, it's got fun <laughs> It's got fun since it's, it's, it starts on this kind of slow pace, retrospective uh, mm. feel that gives me the vibes of, like, um, Natalia Imbruglia's uh, Torn. Like, it, it, it reminds <laughs> me of that song. Just searching your mind through Natalia Imbruglia's back catalogue. <laughs> Which song of Natalia and Bruglia's do I want to reference? <laughs> it's it, uh, yeah, it kind of gives me that vibe until it gets a bit rockier. When it gets to the first chorus, it gets this big infusion of rock. And I mentioned this earlier. He gives it rougher vocals, and it's at his range. You know, he's pushing for rougher vocals, yeah. higher, alongside these rocky guitars. But, you know, they're emotional guitars, you know, much like he does in 3AM. 3AM is a song where they really push for it. And it sounds great in 3AM. And it sounds good here as well. You know, mm-hmm. he's putting that little bit of fry on, uh, which he doesn't often do. And it sounds good. It is so much better than Can't Break Through. Um, <laughs> it even has compelling 
lyrics. It's got pretty good lyrics about love turning to hate that I thought were pretty, that were actually well written. You know, mm. not like, oh, it was good, but then there were two really stupid lines. I, I thought they were decent lyrics. Um, they're a fun post-production effects. Like before the second chorus, they, the, the first, before the choruses, each time is the words worth it. And they, they use those words to kind of climb to bring in the energy that the chorus delivers which is a lot more intense mm. um but on the second one they increase that anticipation which is always a good songwriting technique i say always usually um <laughs> good here and on the second one they put this really interesting stutter panning effect on it which is fun to listen to uh the production's good there's a good balance on the piano you know which there add, adds to that melancholy emotional feel of this but doesn't detract from the grunge you know there is a grungy mm. feeling in, in this chorus uh, yeah, my only real complaint of this song is that it's got a bad ending, in my opinion. It kind of goes for a hard stop, and then he sings a very half-hearted How Do We End Up Like This, which is you know, a line that occurs in the song a few times. But he tries to resolve that to the to the major third, so it, it's a key change at the last possible moment with no <laughs> anticipation. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my only complaint. I think this is a good song. I think it's weird that it didn't show up on any bigger projects you know it's just a thing that happened on the side even though it seems like you know there were plans for it to be just just happened to somehow become available online yeah it yeah I, i'm glad I you think like this the song, is a good yeah. song I, I, yeah i i like the song too uh, i mean I, I i i don't i can't analyze it as well as you obviously <laughs> but um yeah I, li- I like his vocals and and there, yeah there is a certain thing that he does with his voice that yeah, he does in three and when he does the like yeah, that yeah, he doesn't yeah, do very often. It, 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 it appears in a couple of Sunny Dork songs, but and I, yeah, I like it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, he, it's he, he's pushing for it with more intensity, so he's putting a little bit of fry on it. So it's a kind of, you know, that that's if you think of like metal screaming, that can, you know, that's kind of like all fry. Hmm. Um, but you take some of that on, just infuse a little bit. You, you know, you're singing with that, then it gives it that intensity, that raw emotion, it, you know, communicates this song. Mm. You know, you feel. The song makes you feel. You know, and that's like the main issue with most of these, you know, I either don't like it or I think it's fine and I feel nothing. You know, that's kind of, that's the main issue with I think basically all of um, Future Boy is uh, it doesn't feel, even though it's very interesting musically, it just, it doesn't seem like James cares you know and i feel like james cares here yeah what should should we rank this one because the like the last four we have to talk about we actually have like studio versions of yes yeah as opposed to the other ones i think that's a good distinction yeah Um, so end up like this for for music (laughs) 89 it's even better than the 88 uh yeah, probably like a like a seven and a half for me on, on music. Yeah, seven and a half. Okay, I probably would say the same for lyrics. Maybe even more. Maybe I don't know if eight's quite there, but I might go seven and three quarters. Uh, um, I'll go on eight, and then we'll have a fun right. little very. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, often do we have seven point seven five plus eight? Seven divided and, uh, seven eighths <laughs> divided by two, seven point eight seven five. Um, personal preference. I think this one kind of is 
better than the sum of its parts. I think those two things come together. So I think I would probably give this like an eight on personal preference. Yeah, I think, it's, yeah, I've, I've really I think there's good well. bones on this. Eight. So that then is an average score of 7.79. So that actually would put it proper high, actually. Yeah, this that, is uh, above mummy trade below She Wants to Be Me in number 19. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, my high points were really, yeah, James proving, I'm, I'm putting for my high point, James proving he can break out of his, mm. you know, singing typecast. Yeah, uh, like, one thing I actually did like about this is, like, um, it, like if this was a busted demo, it doesn't work like this, but if this was just written for Son of Dork, say, that, like, if the song's about busted... Like and reading it as like like I can imagine him, you know, writing this song very angrily after yeah. busted breakup, um, or you know, if it was going to be on a present for everyone, if, like this sensing tension in the band, um, that yeah, because it is that about that that love turning to hate and how do we end up like this? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I, yeah, I, 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 I just said like the that. anger of it is. A high point. It's very well communicated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The passion. I feel. I feel something. I like the passion. I need more of it. You know, mm. it, it, James Bourne is good when he's being just completely stupid, just unbelievably stupid, or if he's, or if you feel like he believes in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I often don't, but here I do. Mm low points yeah but the ending well low point is also like why haven't you done anything with this yeah uh, why why the fuck was can't break through <laughs> on a <laughs> present for everyone and not this <laughs> right so we've got two more to do and and rank uh so one is called want me like that i believe this was released on his myspace page as he was like gearing up for future boy and was like hey guys here's a demo of a new project i'm working on um yeah and then it wasn't on volume one presumably it was going to be on volume two um and volume two never came out and it's annoying i fucking i love this song man like i think it's a good song as well yeah i according this one funnily enough was was influential enough to be on someone put it on genius lyrics which is like the biggest <laughs> lyrics website. Um, and on there it was listed as track 11 of volume one, which isn't true. And this w- mm. wouldn't have been a great fit on Future Boy volume one. Yeah. Um, but I can see how, you know, the same writing sessions would have would produced, produced it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah th- this this is one that like, God, I, I would have heard this song hundreds of times. I, I fucking played this over and over and over again um when it came out this i can't remember that the um the music that well thinking about it but i did i write i was very impressed with the lyrics in this one Mm. i think these are these are good lyrics um yeah they're it's about falling out of love and that attraction isn't there anymore Mm. and like i've been through that i felt i related to it and i i thought it was it well communicated and good there are also you know little bits of prose that shown through that don't basically never happen yeah. in James Bond unless it's shining through because it's really dumb 
<laughs> like you know the hardcore thing i said or the, what was the fucking line from that 88 song oh the thought of eternity makes me hurl even yeah. though i thought i found the perfect girl um but you know the things like um the simple things the secret thing between me and you is a line in this that yeah, i thought was quite world. interesting and uh, yeah yeah and it's quite sweet yeah you know there's there's a it's a sad song but there's a there's an understanding and, to and, it. and this is again like like his his unique vocal style translating i think reasonably well to like a ballad yeah yeah sure yeah like it's it's not yeah it's, it's outside of his kind of where you usually hear him and where that kind of voice suits with the pop punk but it's yeah i mean like you know every pop punk song um, band has a ballad in their repertoire but um yeah, yeah I, I think i think it everything works about this song i mean if this is the demo i would love to hear the studio version the, the yeah version. this is definitely something i wouldn't mind um having another look at yeah and you know a, bit, a more modern version hmm. this this is like the um, if i could have any unreleased james bourne thing it'd be the the final version of want me like that sure yeah i based on everything i just said probably won't surprise people that i like end up like this more yeah uh, and i would probably rather have that but i wouldn't be sad if this if that happened <laughs> if this came out um yeah, I, I that said though, I can't really remember how the music goes. I'm trying to think about it now, but, but I, it's it's, it's, it's good. With like just a nice little like drum beat and drum line. The yeah, I remember it being mellow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Here we can uh, rank this one. All right. Well, seeing as I can't remember the lyric, the music, I can't really go higher than like a six and a half. Uh, I'll <laughs> go seven and a half. All right um lyrics though yeah maybe even maybe even like an eight yeah 8.5 i didn't write down any complaints about them yeah which I, rare. I do <laughs> even I for do like mustard, write, yeah. yeah um yeah even when james bourne is tempered by more sensible people so. <laughs> uh personal preference i mean i'd go like a nine i'd probably go like a like a six and a half or a seven yeah. like, i did think it was good but i'm not gonna listen to it but uh, the, yeah. this song yeah this song means a lot to me you know sure so seven and a half is probably where we, we meet out um right which means it has an average score this is gonna rank quite highly as well seven seven and a half which is gonna put it tied with so many songs wow yeah uh when day turns into night what i go to school for i see red and falling for you yeah are all fighting for seven and a half although it'll be between what i go to school for when day turns into night in terms of yeah if we're going by the uh, personal preference personal preference uh all right and finally the last song we have to talk about is one called pigs can fly this came out in 2016 i believe um it was to commemorate busted getting back together uh might have been 20 no it would have been 2016 um and that was like yeah busted's back together and pigs can fly and this was Mm -hmm. to because they went on the pigs can fly tour which was originally called the meet you there tour and then to announce the name change he released a song called pigs can fly and it was released like a there's a single he like there's a vinyl single of it i think um anyway and despite the fact it's a james bourne song this was uploaded to the busted yeah, youtube yeah. channel um 
Which is interesting. So this song, yeah, when it first came out, um, you know, Busted were back together. I was I was itching for any morsel of content of like new yeah. music from them as well because they didn't. It took them a while to actually. Um, you know, we had the Meet You There Abbey Road version and then there was a long period of time with, with no new music. And then, um, yeah, this song came out and I was like, oh, cool, a new James Bond song. And then I played it and I got maybe like 30 seconds into it and I turned it off and uh, then I've tried once again to listen to it. And I got about 30 seconds in and turned it off. And last night I forced myself to listen to the entire song <laughs> And I and I, God, I wanted to turn it off after thirty seconds. I I, I that's interesting. I I'm not sure why you hate it that much. I I don't think it's great, but I did think it was fine. It really picks up after the thirty second mark. <laughs> it actually does. It's got an ending that's very different from the rest mm. of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, I just, are I just you find a fan? So boring, man. Like, are you a fan of Disney musicals? Uh, yeah. Because this is, like, this sounds exactly like like an I Want song from the beginning right, of a yeah, Disney yeah. musical. You know, a, a, a Disney princess in her rural village saying how she wants to be cooler than the rural village and fuck everybody. And, uh, you know, it's it's that. It's got the tone of that. It's got this, like... It, it really sounds like something out of a musical. It's It starts with this slow... String swelling. It's mm. very, you know, James singing um, in these very kind of soaring melodies, and the whole song kind of picks up with him as his um, ambitions and sense of resolution get better. You know, it's it's textbook musical, we, and and it's that's weird because mm. <laughs> this isn't a song from a musical, and it's about what, and it's not an I want song. It sounds a lot like an I want song, but it's not an I want song. It's an I've got song. Like it happened, I did. Yeah, it song. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the final segment of it, it's it's all strings and vocals um, for like a minute and a half, and then eventually for the final segment, it brings in some synthy, but not overtly synthy drums and some female singing in the background and a subtle bendy guitar riff and it suddenly sounds quite a lot it reminded me a lot of the score of johnny english which is not an insult some people might think it would be but uh that film has actually one of my favorite scores of anything ever it's not nearly as good as the score of that but it reminded Mm. me of it um it's a very interesting song especially like i said at the time big fans would have been absolutely jonesing for content you know yeah. like busted it back together they announced a tour they said there's gonna be new music i think at this point they had released coming home but nothing else yeah right um so they'd be like oh what's because coming home was such a departure yeah that it was it, it was impossible to predict where the where it was going to go from there and then they released this so you're like is this where it's going because you know, this is completely at odds even with coming home um yeah an interesting song not one i'd say I like also not one I'd say I objectively don't like or think is bad. I Clearly objectively don't do. like and think it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Should we rank this one and then we can? Is there anything in it in particular that like really upsets you? I like, I can't even remember how it goes, man. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> let me let me let me play it. Very wide video as well, which is interesting. The song is for all the fans who stood by us. Thank you. 
Reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. The first word, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. It is very wanty, actually. Like, picture this coming out of Belle's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Like I said, it doesn't particularly do it for me either. But you hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I don't even hate it. I just have. I'd never been able to listen to it. Right. Right. I don't particularly care for musicals either, so you know the fact that oh, it's I, I love a good musical, especially I, a good I don't particularly. Musical, so. um... Or like, I I'll enjoy the process of one, but I I've never been a fan of the music particularly in musicals. Yeah, right. Um, unless it's but... a jukebox musical, like I don't know, like Mamma Mia. Obviously, all of those songs fucking slap. But <laughs> what did you think of the new ever songs? We there was when we last recorded, yeah. they were about to um, release some new songs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I watched the live stream with my friend Toby, who's on my other podcast. Um, it was, yeah, that, that, I didn't much care for them. I thought they were they were decent enough. They yeah. were good songs. If you're a, if you're a huge ABBA fan, you know probably exactly what you wanted. Mm. I thought that musically they were a bit boring. Yeah, um, the, the, it, it is so amazing though, like how like you could tell me that these were uh, uh, single like album tracks that weren't singles um yeah. from 40 years ago and i'll be like oh yeah yeah well that's the thing. i when the first song started i couldn't tell if, yeah, the, like, if this, this an was an old song yeah. because they were putting like old footage in so i was like mm. oh th- maybe they're wetting our appetite um so i googled the lyrics and it erroneously brought up a song from before and i didn't read that, you know i saw that it saw a match so i was like okay this is an old song and i told yeah. toby i was like this is an old song this isn't it yet and then afterwards all the you know people at the live stream were like wow what an amazing new song i was like oh i guess i fucked it that, that was a new song <laughs> um yeah i thought the second one they released was much more interesting but yeah still, the one was a ballad and one was poppier right yeah. yeah um one thing i think it's very interesting is um one thing that you can really tell, actually, that distinguishes the new songs from the old songs is that the the Scandinavian accent is a lot stronger in the new songs, I felt. Maybe that's either happened with age or they spent time away from kind of international community living. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know what they got up to, so maybe that's not true at all. But well, I yeah, think, you I, know, I like, think like, the Scandinavian accent's a lot stronger. Yeah, but like they were, they were out of the spotlight. So, yes. Yeah, just, you yeah, would be spending less time speaking to English-speaking people, I guess absolutely yeah yeah all right yeah so so end up the, like this uh pig, pigs can fly um all right do music. you want to rank it music uh music what do you think i really like the ending it's a good production you know, the, the, it's a good production the ending bit it is a good production and the, the uh the ending bit is pretty cool like i said it gives me johnny english nostalgia which i'm always <laughs> happy for um so like that bit i'm at like an eight and a half but the rest of it i'm at like a i don't know a six i guess mm. and if i waited it slightly more because it's it spends most of that time being on the six yeah uh, seven seven, seven for music for me three three <laughs> that seems particularly mean but that's a five between us um lyrics i remember the lyrics there were being there was some that was stupid but also it's genuine you know yeah it's it's a song that is specifically made to thank people who stood by us and to 
denounced the people who said it would never happen and it mm. does that very literally very on the nose but it is made exactly for that purpose as a one-off to make even that announcement you know so it that's that makes sense mm. if it was an album track i would hold that against it more but yeah. it, it feels rude to hold it against it yeah well i'm going to i'm gonna give is. this a two <laughs> uh, just a, it's countless times on this podcast you've said i basically never go below the five because i think i'm being really mean yeah and there are songs that deserve being mean this, this really is one of the <laughs> um uh, i'll go with a six so that's a four between us um right personal preference zero <laughs> i give i give a one a one okay <laughs> six so i'll go with six so yeah it's a three, three, three and a half between us so that's an average score this is going to be in like the bottom four songs and it really doesn't deserve to be 4.167 so that's um tied with losing you and, the th- and just above the Thunderbirds film. Just above the 2004 Thunderbirds motion picture. Um, but at least it, I... Yeah, I find that's okay. I think that's very rude. But losing you, I can kind of... Is kind of where, like... You know, like, those those are in the realm of songs with bad ratings. But I think are fine songs. Mm. You know, because we're big fans. There's only a few songs in this list that we genuinely think are like garbage songs yeah and Any, that kind of belo- starts this is at below like riding beautiful on my bike. girls this is below riding on my bike but as has been made clear i love riding on my bike yeah it is actually funny yeah, that like the thunderbirds 2004 film is where it switches from being these are yeah. good songs to these are bad songs because yeah the first song we're like is beautiful girls the loneliest which I, I think is bad. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Charlie from the podcast thinks is bad. I think it, um, I, I think Charlie's been too kind to it. <laughs> okay. I also think it's garbage. Oh, also we should... Charlie sent us a fucking picture to our group chat. Um, <laughs> some absolute bestial human being, depraved soul that has come out just in time for Halloween because they, you know, can't be human has gotten tattooed on themselves i'm gonna quote it says written in cursive beautiful girls are the loneliest dash james bond and then 22nd of the 3rd 2015 tattooed on their arm forever like what date is that it's probably the mcbusted release now which McBusted is funny for two december reasons. i believe maybe it was the first time they could find because it was another one of those songs that existed in a couple formats yeah. before then. Yeah, 1st of December 2014. Um, oh, wait, 2015? So then it's after when... Yeah, wait. Well, this will be, this. What, what the fuck it? is this? 22nd of March. Oh, yeah, that'll be when she saw them in Manchester. <laughs> on the Most Excellent Adventure Tour. That was, yeah, they played Manchester on that date. <laughs> so, so this person is quoting James Bourne. <laughs> and they've written down the quote beautiful girls and loneliest in ink 
on their arm forever. Like I can understand getting just beautiful girls the lace. Also, help. the other thing Go is to it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's, yeah, it's their entire it's their forearm. Entire forearm. <laughs> Because someone replied with like a um, with them, them being like, "Oh, I got a tattoo as well," and it was, I don't think it was beautiful girls along these, but I think it was another line from that song. It was like, "You take two step forwards and take one step back," something like one of those kind of lines. And it was kind of just like it was pressing like Let's let, all right. Let's go to James Bourne's Twitter page. Who are these people? I I I have a podcast about how much I like busted, and this is. Fucking and I think you're insane. Go to therapy. Get help. Oh, yeah, also. How long have we been recording? <laughs> it's like two hours. Oh, it's uh, words don't come easy to the girl who stands out. But they got it like um, widthways across their forearm, just below the um, the elbow. But also, I've also, been. That sounds like this- a brag. So the the person that sounds like you're saying I'm hot shit and you've got that tattooed on yourself. <laughs> so 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 the the, the the accompanying tweet for the picture of the tattoo says I can't wait to hear the re-recorded version of Beautiful Girls of the Loneliest, and I've seen a couple of references and I think maybe he said somewhere that Beautiful Girls of the Loneliest is going to be on Sugar Beach. Fine, I'm fine because I remember. I don't remember why, but I remember there was like buzz about it being on the next Busted album. And I would yeah. have actually rioted. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What were we doing here? Um, that's that's all of James. Oh, that's Bourne's it. That's it. We did it. Oh, we did do high point and low point. Um, uh, low point. The whole fucking song. <laughs> uh, the ending is cool. I like it. This whole song is shit garbage poo. <laughs> I've written that. Does that does that sum yeah. up your thoughts well enough? Yeah. Um, oh, we did do what me like that. It's just so unfair. Song is good. It's a perfectly fine song. Low point. Some song is bad. Bits. <laughs> but song is good bad. in the high point. And song is bad in the low point. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. This is this is. Um, a very long episode. Um, yeah. So let's uh, wrap it on up. Let's um, do it. Thank you so much for listening to our Halloween special. There's, um, if you want to chat with us, talk to us, do things to us, to our bodies, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod for Everyone, also on Facebook at Pod for Everyone. You can send an email to a podcast for everyone at gmail.com. You can send them a voice memo. Check the link at the bottom. Yeah, and there will be um, very soon. We'll be returning to the world of reading or listening to voice memos. Mm, mm, I'm mm, sure we've got a mm, big back headline to get through when we start Son of Dork. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but also, uh, you can join the if you want to talk to us directly. Tell us your fan theories. Tell us how awful we are for being rude to your best friend James Bourne. Um, you can join the cult popture discord server and there's a link for that in the, in the show notes and there's a channel in there for this podcast um and yeah, i did also think that since we're not um doing the uh like the clips on this episode that should we put a link to the google doc in there as well if people want to listen to the song yeah yeah sure yeah we'll put we'll put a link to the, the to the google doc 
uh, so you guys can see get links to all of the songs we talked about if any of them made you curious. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next. Hey, who just who just joined the call? Who is that? Oh my god, it just typed. I'm referencing that movie. You know that movie where they <laughs> there's a thing. It's very scary. It's a very scary movie. What movie? Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Unfriended? Unfriended, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 